the reality is, is you can never give up. The second you give up is the second you lost. I very much believe that mentality and that approach to really anything in life. We don't have a quit button. It's, it's just it's not in our DNA. Our goal is just to reach as many humans as possible. And the reality is, if you've got, and it's such a cliche, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you've got something to say, do your best to get it out there. And just don't give up. Hey, hey you, welcome to Nice Work, podcast of the super nice club, where we are just trying with your help and by any means necessary to make the world 10% nicer. Yeah, we need a nicer world. And lately with what's going on, in Ukraine and here in the USA. It's like, wow, we got a lot of work to do, right? And uh, got me thinking about kind of the fundamental basics here of why things are haywire, at least here at home. And I thought, oh man, you know what it is? I live in the only first world country that doesn't give women or people of color any rights in its original constitution. No, none. You know, the rest of the world, they made the same mistake here and there, but they rewrote their constitutions to include these things. Most of the other first world nations and second have constitutions written in the past 50 years. It's a normal thing to update your constitution as the world changes. Not here, no. We have amendments. God, that sucks to be included. Your rights, if you're a woman listening to this, your rights are included as amendments. It's like building a really nice mansion and then tacking on some bedrooms and bathrooms on the side. And you can just kind of tell. You can see the seams. It's not graceful anymore. It's kind of graceless, in fact. And you kind of know you're second class. Like that bathroom over there, it's not part of the original build. And when they go and do a restore, they're going to cut it off. All right? So, you know... A lot of people's minds in this country, Gilead is the restore. So I think we need a new constitution just like the people in the rest of the world that, you know, believe in equality. We say we do in the USA. I think it's time to step up and prove it. I don't know. Am I the only one? Am I alone in this? What is it that's so sacred about the U.S. Constitution compared to the constitutions of other countries? Are we better somehow? Hmm? Is it, is it, does God anoint the USA as the special country? That's bullshit. And you know it. You know it is. You're listening to this. You're like, yeah, that's a good idea. We probably should have a cohesive single document that grants rights to everyone instead of just white men. Right? Wouldn't that be 10% nicer right there? I think it would be. Guess what? I got COVID yesterday. So I feel terrible. Um, it's probably why I'm rambling right now and haven't even talked about our guest, our amazing, wonderful guest. Yeah. You know who that is? Eric Nizgretzky of indie rock band Loose Buttons. Yeah, Eric's here for episode 96 of this podcast. Okay, it's actually 97, but I'm calling it 96. Eric wants me to call it 96, so it is 96. Numbers are, you know, numbers are what we make of them, right? Anyway, this is the part where I read other people's words, because I want to tell you about Loose Buttons. New York four-piece band Loose Buttons have been deemed among the best guitar pop bands by Stereo Gum. And a new artist we're going mad for, NME. Uh, following an ascendant string of pre-quarantine hometown shows that culminated with selling out headlining dates to crowds of over 400,000 people. Isn't that nuts? Uh, in February of 2020. 
Now they've returned with their thoughtful sun-dappled garage rock and production from Hopalong's. Hopalong's a great band, too. Do you know Hopalong? Check out Hopalong. Uh, Hopalong's Joe Reinhardt. Uh, Loose Button's new album is What's On Outside. Yeah. So they were touring. You know, they were touring in L.A. And they're like, hey, do you want to come out and see our show? I'm like, yeah, I would because I think you're great. So uh, Eric, Zach, and Manny. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Adam uh, played at the Moroccan Lounge in L.A., caught up with them out there, and we talked. We talked about uh, the Ukraine, because, I don't know, Eric Mizgretsky, that's kind of Ukrainian last name. So this band is involved in fundraising uh, for the Ukraine, the Ukrainian community. And we talked about the Ukrainian-American and the Russian-American communities in New York and what's going on. Is it divided now? Is it weird? Yeah, it's weird. Uh... We talk about, oh, the Moroccan Lounge in L.A., one of those clubs that, thank God, survived COVID, at least so far. But we want you to support it and any other club in your town. If you're in L.A., though, money-back guarantee. If you see a show at the Moroccan Lounge you don't like, we'll buy your ticket. Why? Because we believe in music and live venues. And we put our money where our mouth is. So, talk about the music scene in New York, in L.A., talk about why the Super Nice Club can't and won't, even though we're based in L.A., ever root for the Los Angeles Lakers. Maybe not ever, but not while LeBron's there. Why? Hint, Chinese slave labor. Yeah, LeBron, you talk the talk, you don't walk the walk. Well, you do walk the walk. You walk the slave master walk in those shoes of yours. Tough words, right? Yeah, you maybe should hear him. Inez Cantor, he's got some, some words for you. NBA player. Actually, he's out of the league right now, but if you want to look up the whole issue with LeBron and why I'm being so hard on him, look up Inez Cantor. He spells it all out for you. Anyway, LeBron, you suck and you're not super nice. And you're my neighbor, which is even worse. Anyway, we talk about uh, Eric's leap of faith moment when he decided, I gotta do music. Gotta do it. Got no other choice. Got no other choice. You know, if, if, if uh, one of my boys down the road is like, hey, dad, you know, I know you want me to go to college. Well, first of all, I'm like, no, I never said college is a necessity. You could do whatever you want. You could do an apprenticeship. I'm not in that group. Uh, but if they mistakenly tell me that, and they're like, nah, I just want to go to college. I mean, I just want to make music. Um, I'm going to be all for it. You know, even though I know that that's probably a life of, of drugs and ruination, if they have to do it, they have to do it. And if you're a parent out there and your kids are doing something creative, doing something in the art world, and you're thinking it's not responsible, think about what it is that they need to be a whole human. You know, maybe it's not being a lawyer or a doctor. Maybe it's creating something, telling stories. And maybe they won't make much money, but maybe they'll be happy. And maybe your kids will challenge you to think about what quality life lived really is. Anyway, rambling because COVID. I'm going to blame it on COVID because really I'm high as shit on medicine right now. This thing sucks. Two years of diligence, not getting the vid. And then some asshole out there who had it, didn't know it, talking to me, yapping to me. Guess I didn't have a mask on. I don't know how I got it. No, I'm that asshole out there talking to people when I didn't know that I had it. So without further ado, this is Eric, Loose Buttons. Hope you love the talk. Hope you get into Eric's band. Hope you get into Loose Buttons. Uh, and I hope you're out there happy and feeling loved. Eric, Eric Nisgretzky, you yeah. are on Nice Work Podcast. Thanks for being on, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we always start with these podcasts with, uh, I always ask like, where the guests are, because we're doing these mostly remote, <laughs> you know. Where where are you right now? Right now I'm in your Volvo. You're in my Volvo. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm yeah. loving it. You were telling me that it was dirty. Dude, this is way cleaner than my car. No, the outside. See, we're in LA. Got it, yeah, yeah. People in LA have their cars washed 
all the time. And they yeah. pay like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. No, no, no. They no, have no. their cars washed. I'm a, I'm a once a season yeah. uh, wash my car guy. And in LA, there are no seasons. That is true. <laughs> so that I is just true. like let it yeah. go. I just yeah. let it go. Uh, and we're in front of the Moroccan Lounge, mm-hmm. uh, DTLA, which is a cool spot. It's a real cool spot. And you are playing here tonight. Yeah. In like, what, an hour? Two hours? Yeah, I think my Something sound like check that. is in 20 minutes. Your sound check is in 20 minutes. This is a nice work, short podcast, but we're going to get it all in. So you and your band are Loose Buttons. You're yes. from New York. Yes. You are in town for one night in LA. Everybody mm-hmm. links to everything, Loose Buttons, Instagram, Bandcamp, all that are in the show notes. But what I would like you to do is maybe just like pause Go to Loose Buttons, YouTube, watch a video. Just just play a song before you listen to the rest of this podcast. It give you like a little bit of a of a feel. What I love right now, it's a new track, Minor Leaguer. Yes. Sweet track. There's a video out. Pretty new, right? Yeah, relatively new. Yeah, yeah. As new as it, as new as it can be. You know, I took some notes on that song because like I'm an old dude now. I've listened to like millions of minutes of music. I actually figured it out because I worked in a record shop for years, <laughs> like eight hours a day. I think about three million minutes. Like wow. seriously, that's about how many million minutes of music I listen to. And so like when I listen to songs, they have that big catalog in my head. I'm like, God, this, this reminds me of this, but not that. Like, but with that song, with Minor Leaguer, it tickled a bunch of little buttons, but nothing that I could like grab except maybe like a little bit of um, Dean Wareham, like Luna. Nice guitar, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if if that was purposeful or not, but that's the thing for me. I don't think that yeah. that was necessarily purposeful. You know, I think with that song, we didn't really have kind of a like a go-to of of trying to replicate a sound or whatever of course not yeah that was and it kind of felt very organic when the the ideas were brought in and the band kind of just it just was very us and it was fun and then when i sat at home writing the lyrics it just felt a little i don't know they felt a little sporty there was something about it a little sporty a little minor league exactly little little a ball Exactly. exactly all right and so i kind of you know, like in the metaphor, you know, that was written in like the height of the pandemic, but sports was slowly starting to come back, especially in hockey. Teams were allowed to like carry more players with them. And a lot of these were like career minor leaguers. And I likened a little bit of myself and the, and the drive that the band has had and how long it's been and how long we've been working to kind of that metaphor right there. So you guys sports fans, New York sports fans. You know, two of us in the band are diehard hockey fans. Okay. Diehard. That's the, the one with the, the on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're big ice hockey guys. Okay. And then the other two guys, I think, couldn't care less about sports. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big NBA guy. I don't know why. It doesn't you, make sense that I am. You a Lakers guy? No. No, I'm not. I, I live in LA. I'm not a Lakers guy. And that's clearly, you're in Super Nice Club, you're listening to this, you're a Lakers fan, sorry, but Super Nice Club cannot get behind... LeBron James and his uh, pro-China mm-hmm. uh, labor yep, stance yep, yep. that he takes, it's just, it is not tenable. It's not acceptable. Yes. Just, you know, until he grows up and gets some better perspective, uh, yeah, can't so be what's your team? So what's your team? Sadly, it's the Sacramento Kings. Got it. Terrible. Terrible Got team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just awful. Yeah. Um, anyway, I wish I could be a Lakers fan. Yeah. It's so much more fun to like root for the winning team. Well, they actually suck. I mean, the Knicks are awful as well, so. They'll always be awful. Exactly. That's just how it at is. At least, but so I'm a diehard Ranger fan, so at least there's you one team something. out of the garden that's doing really well this year. <laughs> so I'm very happy. So you guys did, speaking of Russian things, hockey. Yes, yes, you know, yes absolutely. What do you think of that segue? Yeah, yeah I love it, right? Just put it right in there. Yeah. Uh, so... One great thing out of Russia is hockey. Their yes. hockey is great. Another great thing that 
is not a great thing. Yeah. The thing that's not great out of Russia is Vladimir Putin. Yeah, and uh, what, I don't know if I'm what that asshole this. is doing yeah. in Ukraine to the world. You guys recently had a benefit show. Yes, for Ukraine. Tell me about that, and you know your thoughts on on uh, how. If, if musicians have a responsibility to to be activists or, you know, kind of your take on that. No, yeah, for sure. So I am Ukrainian. I'm a first generation. My dad and his family is from Kiev. My mom and her family are from Odessa. And um, I was born in a very, you know, Russian-Ukrainian neighborhood in Brooklyn called Brighton Beach. Okay. Um, and, you know, the, the craziest thing to me about this, this the whole thing is that you know, Russians and Ukrainians were very much the same people in the sense that our cultures are very intertwined. Right. And now for generations to come, there's going to be a deep rooted hatred when there was truthfully zero reason for this to ever happen. And that part of it is very complicated for me to process. And, and it's super sad in terms of the benefit shows. It was, it was incredible. It definitely of all the shows we've ever played. Mm -hmm. It meant the most to me because for the first time I felt like we were actually doing something good. You know, like when we play our, our songs on stage, we know that we're making a connection with a fan, but sometimes that uh, connection maybe will last as long as the set. And we just hope that they have, you know, they feel super great when they walk out of the room. But what we did is we raised a ton of money at this benefit show. Um, and we were getting it into the hands of Ukrainians. And the con you know, the idea really kind of stemmed from when we were seeing what was happening. We were watching a lot of TV. And then we actually had fans DM us who were mm. from Ukraine. And they let us know that they were kind of staying back and fighting for their country. And it was just a a bit of it was it was a it was a crazy concept for me that we we're just sitting at home watching this happen. What can we do to help? And the only thing that at least I'm good at is playing music and being on stage. Um, so might as well put that to good use. And at the same time, you're getting messages from people there mm -hmm. who you don't know these fans if, if they've been, you know, bombed since then. Absolutely. Or what's happened. So it's got to be, I mean, it just makes it so much more incredibly real and yet detached in such a, a, yeah. a helpless kind of way. Absolutely. I mean, it's, um, it's still hard for me and sometimes there aren't the... I don't have the words sometimes to describe it because it's unfathomable that such a thing would happen. And again, the bravery of the Ukrainian people and yeah, you know, even right now it's, I'm, I'm like, I have all those images of what's happening in, in Bucha and I mean, that's, it's insane. It I mean, is. It's there. It's getting, these people are getting obliterated off the planet. That's Putin's goal, I think, by this point, is he just wants to obliterate it off and kind of rebuild it the way he wants to see it and restore the glory days of the Soviet Union. But it's yeah, not the world we live in anymore, man. Every every territory the Soviets uh, took over ended up being just like a, a place of joy. Exactly. Right? Like just a happy places. Absolutely. Yeah, but back to what you were saying before about the divide between the Ukrainians and the Russians that you feel is going to plague future generations. You know, I kind of hope, it's probably naive, but that... It's widely understood, especially by you know our U.S. audience, that this isn't about the Russian people. No, right? Yes, they put at some point they maybe helped put Putin in power, although he was put in power by billionaires. Yes, by you know a whole power structure yep. more than by a popular vote. Were there many people in the Soviet Union or the former Soviet Russia yes. that were like, yeah, that guy's great? Yeah, because they're fascinated by him. 
Like mm-hmm. he's just very masculine, same kind of thing as as Trump or as yeah. you know other um, dictatorial people. They, yeah, they make always... Russia Soviet again. You know, yeah. like that's yeah. that's the concept, right? Does that mean that people around the world hate all Americans because we installed Trump and will install somebody as as right or, yeah, or yeah. worse? I, I hopefully not. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, does that mean that we hate the Russian people? I don't think so. I no, think... and I, and I hope that we, you know, and that's a, that's a that's a big thing that I think about too is. You know, a lot of the Russian people are being fed disinformation right now. And, you know, we're seeing it in in certain pockets in New York as well. You know, kind of like a a rift between the Russians who very much get their news not from the state media and Russians who do get their news from state media and um, their views of the war now. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's truly crazy stuff. I mean, I hope hope that what this does is it, it leads to the end of Putin's reign. That's my my hope in that. But I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think any of us can predict what's going to happen other than there's going to be a lot of suffering. Yeah. Right? Phase two is beginning of, you know, this is just... Phase one is done, phase two. There's going to be a phase three, four. Regrouping, going into the Eastern Front. By the time this podcast lands... Y'all who are hearing right now will know a lot better than you know, our future selves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this, we're going to know a lot better uh, what happened and what's going to happen. We can only hope for the best. And, you know, I did I did read up on your fundraiser. It's cool is that um, the bulk of the funds went directly to hiring a an international hitman to assassinate Putin. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah. direct. You exactly. Know? That's what you we were know? trying to accomplish. Loose buttons can can take credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it, should be good for sales. Oh, absolutely. Right? You know, that should absolutely. be really good for sales. Yeah, yeah, we're the ones that took them out. We were the ones. You know, we're SEAL Team 12 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I didn't know that you could hire an international assassin for like $1,900. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. S- super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really, We still had, really, we still had some leftover. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, yeah, uh, you heard that right. Super Nice Club is calling for the head of a human being. I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> that is, but you know, uh, kidding, kidding, not kidding. So I know we just have limited time here, so I want to kind of stay in this New York vein. Yeah. Uh, and you're here in, in LA right now with COVID, with the economy, with everything going crazy, like, you know, New York, LA, Bay Area, wildly expensive. Yes. You know, things are changing. But New York and LA to me are these two cities, no matter what's happening, no matter how outpriced we as creatives get, these two cities are always vital. Yes, they're eternally vital because they're so big that there's pockets that oh, pockets move around. Like can't afford here anymore. Going to go over here and make that yep. cool, and then we'll get evicted from there. Exactly. We'll go here. You know. So, and those are the two cities in the U.S. that really have perpetuated that for the long mm-hmm. amount of time. And there's so much flow of people. We're getting mm-hmm. a lot of New Yorkers coming into LA yep. right and now. And we, we get a lot of uh, right. <laughs> those yeah. from LA in New York. And I don't feel like there's really a competition. Mm-mm. Right? It's not like New York versus LA. Like San Francisco has sort of a smaller city complex sometimes where mm-hmm. they like put down LA. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a little bit of an inferiority complex. But you know, San Francisco, I mean Frisco, they hate it when you call it Frisco. Yeah, yeah. You're beautiful in your own way. In terms of these two cities, are you seeing anything in terms of uh, music right now? Is there like a is there one city that's kind of hitting where the other one's not? You know, what are the differences happening in 2022? Yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to venues, because venues have been really screwed yeah, by the plague. Absolutely. I mean, I can, you know, I can really only talk about the, the New York side of it. I mean, I, I, I look at what's going on here in L.A. and it's super exciting. Yeah. And I'm very excited to be here. And it feels like there's a huge appetite for music and especially indie rock yeah. and what we're doing which is yeah. great and in new york 
that appetite is always there, but it definitely, you know, the, there's so many rooms that have gone under because of the of the plague, as you said, and that part of it is super sad. I mean, you're, we're losing these 300 capacity rooms, which is where I believe very much so that scenes and communities are born. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 a little it's that's where you know, like if if you're starting to sell out these rooms, you know that there's something happening. Yeah. And I think that that's where, again, a community is born and a scene is born. And keeping those 300 capacity rooms alive is, I think, the most important thing and keeping our venues alive. Is that's the most a really good point, you know, because those aren't ones that are, that Live Nation are taking care exactly. of. Exactly. Right? These are truly indie venues. And when you get into a room, uh, and I ran one, I ran one in Healdsburg, California for a while, Performing Arts Theater, and it was... 450, 500, but mm-hmm. we call that, you know, when you get 300 people in a room, exactly. it's big enough where you're all one organism. Exactly. And you're like, oh, we love this band. Yes. And you're feeling it. You're high-fiving strangers. Exactly. And you start recognizing, that. you know, the people that you've, you saw at the last show. Right. And you're just, you're like, oh shit, we're in this together. It is a great size. Economically, it's a tough size. Exactly. Because you're paying all this rent. Yep. And your bar isn't really a focus on a nightly Mm-mm. basis because you've got to fill that space. Yep. You know, if you're in a room with 50 to 100 people, you could be a bar. Absolutely. And like all the time, you make a lot of money. Exactly. Right? You, you put a little stage in the corner and exactly. that's it. But to make money, you need a few thousand. Mm-hmm. Like 3,000, 5,000, that's when a venue can Absolutely. be viable on its own. But not that it's easy, Absolutely. but you've got bands coming through all the time. Yes. You know? And uh, those three to 500 rooms, like here in LA, there's a few of those places that have that have gotten shut down. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. Because they're so hard to bring back. Absolutely. Because you need to find the space. Yep, absolutely. Right? And it needs to be kind of a unique space. Again, Moroccan Lounge here in LA, downtown. Just look it up, folks. See a band on their calendar that you've never heard of and yeah. just go check it out. It'll cost you 10 bucks. Exactly. Right? And there's parking around here, <laughs> which is awesome in LA. Yep. Go to the Moroccan Lounge calendar, check out a show, all right? Tell you what, here's the Super Nice Club guarantee. We try to do one of these when we have uh, when we have something that we can guarantee. I'm going to make two guarantees. First one is you check out the uh, calendar for, let's see, Moroccan Lounge. Go to a show, all right? And uh, if you don't like the show, Super Nice Club will reimburse your tickets. One plus one. Two and, tickets. Hey, all right. you know what? Loose buttons will as well. Loose buttons. All right. This this is... Uh, we got a double guarantee. We got a double guarantee. And, uh, you know, we'll run that through July 15th. But be honest. This is the this is the honor system. The better guarantee here is the loose buttons show themselves. <laughs> loose buttons show... This guarantee runs until April 9th, 2023. If you go see loose buttons, you don't dig it, we'll buy your tickets. Pair of tickets to lose buttons. Again, honor system. Don't screw us. We've got like extremely limited resources, but it's a great fucking band Thank and you. it's live. And when you get out and see a great band live, I just can't see you going, oh yeah, I just I want my money back unless you really had a bad time. Yeah. And we don't, and put- if you have a bad time, that's, that's on loose buttons. Not on <laughs> exactly. You. I was going to say that's, that's on, on us yeah. and we will take all the credit. Um, if we make, you know, if you walk out, not a happy camper. And again, we, we we do this stuff live, no tracks. It's just the four of us, really, honestly, like just feeling each other's energy, and it really is a beautiful thing. It and it honestly, we've really built a beautiful community, and 
one that is calling for the head of Vladimir Putin. <laughs> exactly. I just want to very yes. And it's it's you, Eric. It's also Zach on guitar, mm-hmm. uh, Manny, and Adam. Yeah. All right. So that's the whole band. Those, those are my brothers. Four of you. Yeah. Yeah, but then you have a brother. I do have a brother. Yeah. And and and, uh, and your brother is his name. So his name is Max, but we call him Kazi. Um, he is both our manager actually he's also our publicist he's also our record head and um he literally is the fifth member of this band sure he doesn't play an instrument sure he doesn't like being on the stage but we literally could not do anything or reach the people that we have reached without him and um you know at the end of the day you know tonight's gonna be super special because you know, we made we made our way to LA finally. It's been a while. Every time that we were trying to come out here, it would get canceled or rescheduled because of the the plague. Right. Um, and he kept us in line and has provided us with every opportunity. Um, so he doesn't get enough credit in this podcast. In this podcast, he will get the credit. He Max, deserves. you're getting the credit, Max, because look, Max, not that this podcast is some giant podcast, but we do okay, and we get a lot of indie bands and artists and stuff that reach yeah. out and say, "Hey, I like on the podcast," so we like to kind of stack it with like kind of names people have heard about, yeah, yeah, and then people that you haven't, so that you can kind of you know go back and forth and and use the, the halo effect. And I'd never heard of loose buttons. Yeah, sorry, I was like, I don't yeah. know, but Max was great. He's like, hey. I think this will fit doing a Ukrainian fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a big indie rock fan. So exactly. I'm like, oh, this is fucking, this is great. Yeah. I'm on. Never would have happened if Max hadn't, the way he packaged it. Exactly. It's all about how you reach out with your emails. Exactly. It really is. It can sound formulaic. Yeah. Man, it has to be a formula when you're doing cold calls. Yeah, yeah. But there's an art to it. Yep. He nails it. So yep. he's Max, an artist. He's good an job, artist. man. Good job. And then let's see here. I, I have an alarm that just went off my phone that said mention Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm challenging I myself. I'm challenging myself to mention Miley Cyrus once in every podcast through episode 100. This is okay. episode 96, I think. Okay. Um, By the no way, that's my favorite number. Reason 96. Yeah. There we go. You're 96. I think you could be 97. I don't know. Well, I hope we it's can change 96. it tonight. Okay, I'm making a note right now to bump whoever 96 is if if this yeah. isn't 96. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or we can just make it 96 A and B. I like I'm good, Or two 96s. There's okay. no rules with there's that. There's no rules. Um, but uh, yeah, just no, nothing else other than that. Just mentioning my other side. She I like did that. put out a new, a new live album recently. I saw that she she yeah. um she did a, a thing for, for Taylor Hawkins. At like one of her festival things, that but that was the last I really and that was like last week. I think. She's a great live. I didn't really know anything about her. Saw her live, like holy shit, yeah, she's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, um, how are we doing on time? I think we're okay. I don't think the the lads have hit me up yet. So real quick, um, I want to talk about your sort of your leap of faith moment. That's kind of a mm-hmm. a chestnut for our conversations. Which is, do, can you remember? Maybe can, maybe can't. A moment when you're like, man, I just have to do music. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't do music, I'll feel like I didn't live my life. So there was, there was like the the reason why I started music and the reason why I then knew that this is going to be my life was actually listening to a California band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No kidding. Yeah. I heard um, Californication. My dad played it for me and my parents were going through a divorce and there was just something about like getting lost in the music that I was like, if music can do that to me, I would love to one day have the ability to do that for someone else. And since then I've been chasing that, um, that goal. And I think it, it ties in 
with the whole you know we have the fans in Ukraine mm-hmm. we have fans all over the world we have fans great fans in in Brazil and we have great fans here in LA and of course our our, our New York crew um and so the fact that we're able to create something that just makes them feel a, a slight bit better than they did yesterday is, is amazing what was the backup plan did you ever have a backup plan <laughs> well before the the music thing i definitely thought i was going to be a hockey player and then um i took a look in the mirror and i realized i was not built to be an nhl hockey player and then i was like yeah no fuck it i'm gonna stick with this music shit and flail around on stage and- i love that the backup plan was was that nhl hockey yeah that's fantastic well it's gonna be nhl hockey or i'm gonna be a rock star yeah yeah i mean those are the only two options yeah Nothing, nothing, nothing academic. No astrophysicists. No, no. Yeah. Ask, so. ask, you, you can ask Manny in the band. I am terrible at math. <laughs> so you, nobody wants me to, to count anything for them. You know, my, I have a nine-year-old son. My youngest son, Ryerson, is nine, and he is just, he hates math. He's struggling with it. Fractions, they just, they just mess him up. And uh, in the mornings, we walk. It's only like a mile and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So we walk, and I bring, I just bought a, do uh, you know what bump boxes? They're like a, they're like boom boxes, like okay. the modern boom boxes, heavy. Um, but bring a little speaker. Nice. Walk down the street and it takes us twenty minutes, and I call it uh, musical education. I love it. So like we'll play like I think this week was a lot of like Sly Stone, love that, Betty Davis, James Brown, stuff like that, and a lot of Prince. I always do a lot of Prince. You saw the sticker I saw on the, my car, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah legit. Yeah. Um, but we call it musical education, and it's I, we just play music, and I talk about the time, the place, and the and the, the the band, and what they're doing with the instruments and stuff like that. And I tell him, I'm like, you know, you gotta you gotta play the game, and do math. Yeah. But the music stuff is more important to me for you than the math, yep. because that's how he is. That's the, I wouldn't say that to all kids. hundred percent. To him, this kid, and the way he loves music, yep. and the way he uh, uh, can like perfect pitch match with his whistling and all this oh, kind of stuff there we go like the kid is he's just you know he's and his he's like he's a kinetic body learner like you know he just moves with the music I in a way that. that i never you know yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. natural to me I'm like music first yeah now, now parents out there you might be going oh that's dumb to tell your kid like no no take math second i'm just saying doesn't play to his strength my, my dad had your approach listen brought me to la and i'm playing the moroccan lounge tonight so I, Exactly. You know, that's the, uh, here, I'll show you, I'll show you, uh, yeah, show me. a picture. We'll get a, a reaction. Where's dude at? Oh, boom. This is like a proper boom box. Yeah. Right. I don't know how the neighbors like it in Brentwood, California. Hey. We're not, it's not turned down low. We're like, but you know, but you have to bump the music. There's, but there's construction sounds, yeah, 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 there's yeah. garbage trucks, so, and like, gonna, all this yeah. stuff. Like it's gotta be. All right. So that was it. Always going to be music. And you're doing music. I love that. Yeah. I love that there was never any doubt. So what's ne- your, never a doubt. What's your quick advice to uh, anybody out there? I don't care how old they are, but you're thinking, God, I don't know. I love music. I don't know if I want to make it a career. I'm kind of scared. The reality is, is you can never give up. The second you give up is the second you lost. I very much believe that mentality and that approach to really anything in life. We don't have a quit button. It's, it's just, it's not in our DNA. Our goal is just to reach as many humans as possible. And the reality is, if you've got, and it's such a cliche, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you've got something to say, do your best to get it out there and just don't give up. Because it hurts if you don't. If you need to make music or you need to write and you don't do it, it's not good for you. 
Yeah. It will twist you up. A hundy. And you will be an unhealthy person. You'll be, you know, drinking and uh, doing stuff like... Yep. Um, trying to think of something funny. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Neither you, do I. You, you got to let this shit out. You really do. All right, so we wrap these things with two quick things. Yep. Uh, you got to go play music. I, I got to go, go, go sound music. Check. So the first thing we do is, uh, you know, challenge you can issue to people, something to make their world a little bit nicer. Yes. Or the world a little bit nicer. I'm going to kind of lead you for the sake of time. Okay. I'm going to say it's probably something to do with helping people in Ukraine. Yeah, I, that, right. that's Point what I would... Something. Yeah, that's what I would love right now is for anybody to be able to help. I don't know about in LA what uh, organizations you have here. One that we work with... Oh, there's fireworks. Um, one that we're working that's with... for your show. Exactly. Yeah. One that we're working with in New York is called Razum. Um, but we're also partnering with a great Ukrainian restaurant called Veselka and we're getting... And they're shipping over, you know, shirts and diapers and all that fun stuff. You can find it on, you know, find it on our Instagram page. All right. Yeah, I'll put a link on there. Boom. And then very last. Here, let's walk. In yeah, yeah. Uh, here, take this before I drop the lap. Yep. Top. Here I am. Okay, and the very last thing we do is you get to be the host for one question. You get to ask one there question. There we go. Any question of me, yours truly. What do you got? Top of your head. You got one block to figure it out. What brings you the greatest joy in the world? Ooh, that's not a small question. Um, but, you know, I kind of already know the greatest joy is, it's more of a subtle thing. It's a daily satisfaction, which is having... A, when I have a fulfilling project in hand and another one on the horizon, yeah, I feel really content. So okay. if, I, if I have a writing project, I'm working on a script or something, and I know when I'm done what the next thing is, yeah. God damn, every day is really good. I love I have that. anxiety when I don't have something going on currently, like we most of us do, yes. right? But then I also still do if I don't have the next thing, mm -hmm. you know, lined up. So yep. when I have the one-two punch in my life, um, colors good. are a little more vibrant, yeah. you know, uh, sounds are a little more sonorous. It's yep. just really great. In terms of just daily joy, oh man, I'd, I think that most parents are going to say the same thing. When my kid is just blown over by something and, and his <laughs> face lights up, uh, any of my kids, uh, it makes me super happy. I love that. Yeah. Love anyway, that. man, so we're walking into the venue now. Hey, here's the man. We, uh, your ears burning at all? You know, I'm going to hand this, I'm going to hand this one off to Max. Let hey, Max talk. All right. We're going to hand it over. Hey, thank you for thank you. welcome to the Super Nice Club. Thank you. Kazi, you could take over. Yeah, we're going to walk outside. <laughs> Wait, what's going on? I, I, I got to set up the merch. I know you do. So, hey, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say thanks. And you're, you're, you're live right now. Thanks for setting up this interview. Of course. You are the man. We gave you a lot thank of You are the man. And uh, welcome to the Super Nice Club. Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to a great show tonight. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much for coming. And so there you have it. A quick talk in the Volvo with Eric Negretzky of Loose Buttons. Hope you enjoyed the talk. Hope uh, you're feeling... Like, I want to check out some new music and that you actually do it. We'd love to hear from you, what you think. Hope you feel like you want to go check out some live music, even though COVID's coming back again. Uh, you know, do it safely, responsibly. Maybe just wait a little bit. Damn it. Why do we have to keep going through this? You might be out there thinking it's not a thing or a COVID denier or whatever. Whatever. That's up to you. That's, those are your thoughts. You're mistaken, but it's okay. Uh... 
I mean, you're mistaken if you think of it as some lizard people conspiracy theory to put chips in people's brains. Remember when people were thinking that? Probably some of you listening right now, and now you're embarrassed and ashamed that you ever thought that like Bill Gates was trying to manipulate the minds of billions of, of world of humans. Jesus Christ! Seriously, holy shit! To think that millions of people in the USA were down that rabbit hole. What the name? What was the name of that stupid fucking Infowars? Yeah, Jesus Christ! Low point in humanity, folks. Low point in humanity. Anyway, we've got a few more episodes of nice work to go until we get to number 100, which is going to be one that you just love. I'm telling you right now, you're going to love that episode. Anyway, till then, y'all, stay nice. Nice work! So what? Big deal.